Hello and welcome to this episode of Der Ausblick, the show where we go ahead and look to the weekend to see what team Bayern Munich has to play in its upcoming Bundesliga matches. I am joined by our Twittermeister, Tom Adams. Tom, how are you today? Terrific. Oktoberfest is just at the time we're recording, almost less than two days away. Can't wait to uh, get into Cologne, kick off Oktoberfest, hopefully with three points. Let's get right into this one. So Cologne has played four games. They've gotten three points from each. They have a minus three goal difference, and they currently sit one spot above the relegation zone in 15th position. Uh, They've had kind of crappy form over their last couple of games so taking a look at who they have had to play they've lost uh 1-0 in their derby matchup against Borussia Mönchengladbach they lost uh, they beat Freiburg 2-1 for their only win of the season and then before that they lost 3-1 to Borussia Dortmund and 2-1 to Wolfsburg in their opening match. Meanwhile, we go ahead and take a look at Bayern Munich, who just went ahead and dominated their most recent performance this Wednesday against Red Star. They've done pretty well in the table so far after tying the league leaders, Leipzig, 1-1. Uh, before then, they had... A 6-1 win over Mainz, a 3-0 win over Schalke, and a 2-2 draw with Hertha Berlin. So, Tom, uh, starting with Bayern, first of all, how impressed have you been so far with their performance? And do you think that they should be... Do you think they're overperforming or underperforming, I guess would be a good way to pose this question. Uh, well, to answer that, Jake, I think, again, you just have to approach this um, from Nico Kovac's point of view, uh, game by game. Um, and, and it is kind of perfect that we played one of our uh, weaker opponents in the Champions League just a few days before this um, Oktoberfest clash with Cologne in the sense that we were playing a team at the Allianz Arena who we knew was going to be very compact um, and basically try and sit back defensively and thwart everything that uh, we had to throw at them in Red Star Belgrade. And I think because of that, I know that oftentimes we have an argument of, you know, should Kovac be going with a 4-3-3? Should we depl- be deploying a 4-2-3-1 for more stability um, and having that extra, you know, midfielder that can play on both sides of the ball really well? Um, and I think we saw that, you know, against a team, and I'm assuming... Um, one thing I did notice about uh, Cologne is that in every single game they've had, they've actually deployed a different lineup, at least uh, according to the stat sheets. Um, and the one I really looked at is um, their 3-1 loss to Dortmund, where they deployed a 4-4-2, um, almost similar to kind of how um, Red Star Belgrade set up against us on Wednesday evening. You know, and, and, and again, to that sense... Um, a lot of people, I know that I actually sent out a tweet earlier, you know, with uh, Coutinho's performance against Red Star, should he be um, in the starting lineup uh, on Saturday against uh, Cologne, you know, as that uh, central player playing just behind Lewandowski. And I think we all saw how well that worked uh, for large portions of that game, especially with him being one of those creative players that can, you know, make that lateral movement, make the, you know, the creative pass that carves open, 
you know, a very tight, compact defense or make the little one-two with maybe guys like Lewandowski or Coman or Gnabry, you know, or uh, Perisic, whoever's on the field with him, which again, you know, Kovac has a lot of decisions to make there. But uh, going back to that again, the 4-2-3-1, I think, um, should be what we go with for this. Um, just because it gives you the more flexibility with having that one more creative player. And I think both players have a lot of minutes under their, uh, under their belt in both Quarantan Tolisso and Thiago Alcantara. Maybe Kovac will decide to uh, play Javi Martinez as one of those uh, holding two midfielders um, on Saturday. And going back to my point, you know, a 4-2-3-1 against Wolfsburg, a 4-4-2 against Dortmund, and then a 4-2-2-2 against uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Uh, I mean, to me, that just seems like uh, Akeem Bayer-Lorster just trying to figure things out. Um, but it also screams to me that there's just so much instability. And that's something that Bayern will need to take advantage of, uh, regardless of whatever lineup that Cologne come out with. Personally, I think he's going to kind of go with what he went with against Dortmund, uh, a 4-4-2 with both uh, Cordoba and Modest up front. You know, guys that can hurt Bayern on the counterattack, both of them do have that pace, that physical strength to hold the ball up. Um, but at the same time, I think uh, Bayer Lorster is going to give instruction to one of those two to constantly drop back, um, you know, when Bayern are in possession, which, you know, let's be honest, that's probably going to be large portions of the match. Um, so, again, the onus is on Bayern to be able to, uh, you know, break that compactness down um, and, you know, be patient, take their opportunities when they come. Um, because Cologne are going to be tight, they're going to be compact, and they're going to be uh, living on the counterattack. One player that at least I think the Bayern Munich defense needs to look out for is their young midfielder, 24-year-old Elias Shakiri, S-K-H-I-R-I. I know it's not pronounced like Jerdan Shakiri, but... Uh, Cut me some slack. Um, uh, he's their top scorer uh, in total. Uh, they have four one-goal scorers, and then no one else has scored. But Skiri has gotten two assists, therefore making him the top scorer with three points in total. Uh, what do you think his impact will be on this game there, Tom? Yeah, exactly, as you said. I mean... <laughs> You have uh, different guys who have one goal on uh, Cologne, but he's the one guy who is uh, producing, you know, uh, more GA per 90 than anyone else on the team. And he also leads, um, or I should say it looks like per who scored, he's right up there with uh, pass completion percentage as well. So he's definitely going to be one of those guys, especially if uh, Bayer Lorster decides to go with either maybe even five or four midfielders. Um, going to be that guy to cause us some problems, you know, playing those balls in behind or maybe even being the guy to uh, switch off with Cordoba or Modeste or whoever it is who's playing up top, you know, making the run in behind, overlapping runs, giving Bayern some problems. So he, as you said, is definitely someone that Bayern really need to be wary of, especially if Kovac chooses to go with a center back pairing. Uh, maybe he switches it up and goes with uh, Sula and Boateng. Uh, whether he goes with Sula and Pavard in the middle. Um, obviously, the former Boateng, a little bit of a weakness on pace. Uh, so if Sula is caught a bit too far forward and a guy like uh, Shkiri, I'm having just as much trouble pronouncing it as you are. Um, but nonetheless, you know, you have to make sure that he's not making those overlapping runs, getting in the space in behind or, you know, giving too much time to play balls into uh, guys ahead of him, whether it's Cordoba, uh, Modeste, or someone else. 
um, as you said, someone that they definitely need to keep their eye on. And I guarantee Kovach and the coaching staff will be highlighting that because he, because he has been one of their uh, most consistent and most impactful players despite them having such a, uh, a piss-poor record. But again, got to keep their eyes on him. Uh, one final thing we're going to look at before we wrap this episode up. The teams above Bayern Munich currently in the table are RB Leipzig, Borussia Dortmund, and SC Freiburg. Now, Freiburg has an easy game this weekend at home against Augsburg, but Leipzig play away to Werder Bremen this weekend, and Borussia Dortmund play away this weekend to Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, Tom, do you think that there's any potential for either of those teams to slip up this weekend? 100% yes, and that is what is so great uh, about this league. Obviously, Leipzig are the team to beat, but you know, on any given day, any given team can uh, give you know, a team that's higher up than them on the table, a run for their money. Um, and especially if that happens, Bayern have a massive opportunity to get back up in the table, either to the third, second, or first spot. Um, but I'm trying not to jinx anything. I'm trying to be very positive. Um, you know, you can only beat what's in front of you. And so within that regard, I should say, and I'm sure Kovac is drilling this uh, into the squad as well. You know, all the focus is on Cologne, um, and then we move on. And whatever happens outside happens, you know, at, at this point, I think SC Freiburg might as well just enjoy their time uh, in a European spot because I don't think that they have the um, the capability and the squad depth um, to maintain a top three spot for much longer. I think you'll see them drift further and further down the table um, as the match weeks progress um, and perhaps before the next international break, we'll be back down in the middle of the table. Um, yeah, but the opportunity is there. Um, you know, it's never a formality in the Bundesliga, so Bayern just need to focus, not uh, under or overestimate Cologne and get the job done, kick off Oktoberfest in style. Hopefully we can have a very, very positive, positive visit uh, to the Weizen tent when our players make their annual visit. So, um, yeah, let's get the job done and then enjoy the uh, kickoff to Oktoberfest. I, don't, I kind of agree with you there on Freiburg, but I don't know. I kind of would love to see them just really pull this out and go all the way and get themselves a spot in Europe. That would be really fun to watch them just tear this league apart. Uh, I guess another very quick thing, a uh, quick prediction for this upcoming game against Cologne. Yeah, so obviously I know um, we spoke a bit on our Slack channel um, and off air a little bit. We want to absolutely avoid this being a Bayern uh, Dusseldorf from last year or a Bayern München Gladbach or a Bayern Freiburg you know a, a lot of what happens to Bayern um, and it's nothing negative but we can be dominating a game and the goals we give up are just freak goals um, you could take um, the two against uh, Air to Berlin in our season opener earlier you know both kind of very very bizarre circumstances but what I want to see if that happens regardless of if Cologne get a goal like that early on later on the response, and I don't want to see the panic, the freneticness. I don't even know if that's a word, but um, you know, to reiterate my, reiterate my point, you know, Bayern have this tendency to kind of fall into a uh, a trap where they do force things when uh, that that free goal does go in. But you know, I really don't think it happens to any other team more than Bayern, where um, goals are conceded in such you know bizarre manners. Um, so with that said, I can see Bayern getting an early goal. 
I mean, how can you bet against Lewandowski right now? He's on an absolute tear. Um, and some of the quality of his goals too are just, you know, you have to take a double take because they're just so good. Um, so I expect him on the score sheet once again. Um, I would like to see Gnabry come back in the starting lineup. I think maybe uh, both Lewandowski and Gnabry get first half goals, go off to a, uh, a 2-0 lead. Um, and I can see Bayern um, conceding a goal in the second half, but I think it's going to be uh, similar to Mainz. You know, they force the issue too much, and Bayern score a couple more goals. So I'm going to go 4-1 uh, to Bayern with the win and maybe slipping up to the uh, the second uh, or third spot in the Bundesliga table, depending on how the other teams do ahead of them in Leipzig, Dortmund, and Freiburg. That will be it for our prediction on this weekend's matchup against uh, FC Cologne. Uh, be sure to stay in touch with us for our next episode of Bavarian Podcast Works, where we will recap this game, and that will come out sometime early next week. So with that, thank you very much for listening and for following us here on Bavarian Podcast Works. You can follow us on Twitter at BavarianFBWorks. That's where you'll find Tom. You can find me on Twitter at Jefferson Fenner. And for all your latest and greatest German and Bayern Munich soccer content, be sure to check out BavarianFootballWorks.com. So from all of us at the podcast division, thank you very much for listening. Please be sure to like, rate, download, subscribe, and like us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else, you get your quality audio content. And until we all meet each other again, drinking heavy amounts of Oktoberfest, uh, we will see you later. Auf Wiedersehen.